This podcast was created to educate listeners on the experiences of diverse individuals. However, all opinions expressed by the host or guests do not reflect the overall standing of Tarleton Radio or Tarleton State University. everyone and welcome to Making Space a Diversity Dialogue. I'm your host Cole and this is a bi-weekly podcast where together we'll have questions answered about socially sensitive topics while learning how to create lasting relationships with diverse people. Pride Month has come rolling back once again, a time for advocacy, raising LGBTQIA plus minorities up, celebrations, and all the colors you can possibly think of. To honor this month and the voices of those in that community, I decided to take an episode to discuss all those lovely colors we see flying for the month of June. Of course, you probably already recognize the rainbow flag as a symbol of the LGBTQ plus community, but did you know that there is a new one floating around with added colors? Do you know there's a specific pride flag for intersex people? Did you know that each color chosen on the flags actually means something? That's what I'm going to tackle this episode. Because of the auditory format of this show, I will be trying my best to describe them for you as best I can, but I will also include links below in the description so you can follow along while I talk. Now folks, if you haven't already, I highly recommend going back to the very first episode of the show of Making Space the Diversity Dialogue, where my guest and I discuss what the letters LGBTQIA plus actually mean. I will do a brief overview for you and then a little background, but again, if you'd like more in-depth descriptions and getting past the first five letters or so, you'll want to go and listen to Words Behind the Letters LGBTQ plus that episode. I think it's, it's the very first one. Okay. For those who are sticking with me, we'll start with a very, very brief explanation and history of Pride and Pride Month. The very first Pride ever was not actually a parade or a party like we see today. The event that LGBTQ plus people honor is actually a riot that occurred in New York City at the Stonewall Inn in 1969. At the time, many LGBTQ folks had to participate in, in sex work to make money and to even survive. And the Stonewall Inn was actually one of the major sites where this took place. To make a detailed story a little more simple, there are mostly trans women and gay men at Stonewall Inn the night of the incident. And of course, the law enforcement was called to take care of this. And uh, unfortunately, the trans women who were being discriminated against by those law enforcement officers started fighting and started this huge uproar that happened and, and started throwing things and, and just kind of started an uproar in the community from this event and really sparked the social movement that followed for LGBTQ plus rights. And the year following that riot at Stonewall, advocates planned a protest, and they called that Gay Day or Gay Pride. So Gay Pride uh, would last a little bit longer than just Gay Day. Gay Day was supposed to be the day that the Stonewall Inn riots happened. They created Gay Pride to honor and remind the nation that LGBTQ plus people were still alive and still ready to fight for the rights that they, they needed um, as long as possible. Of course, as this movement has continued over the years, the protests turned into celebrations, depending on the wins and losses of that year, and in parades. That's what we see most of the time on TV now, if you've ever watched them. 
these parades and celebrations were also a time where the community could get together and be exactly who they are. And that's why <laughs> some folks tend to see maybe some less dressed people, maybe a little more skin, but a little more just being free for who, who these people are. In 1988, the term LGBT was first coined and used for a little bit of history, folks. And then in the year 1999, President Bill Clinton officially recognized June as Pride Month. We're going to go ahead and move on since we've done a little bit of background to the symbols and the symbols of LGBTQ plus people and specifically the rainbow flag. We'll get to all of those things. Now, the symbols denoting the LGBTQ community, specifically gay men, because they were a little bit more visible, can be traced back to way, way before the first pride flag. Even back to the 1800s, Oscar Wilde, the famous LGBTQ writer, or specifically gay man, used green carnations to denote his entourage is, is the word that was used in, in the research I looked at, but specifically his, his partners. It was denoted as those were his partners and, and they used that as a, just a form of saying, like, I am LGBT or I am gay. During World War II, most people remember from history class, Jewish people were made to wear certain symbols on their jackets or shirts to denote them as being Jewish. This happened as well with gay men in, in that area. Gay men were forced into concentration camps and to wear upside down pink triangles. Of course, the pink triangle has been reclaimed by the LGBTQ plus community during specifically during the HIV and AIDS crisis. And it mostly it was used for the group and advocates called ACT UP. And that group was made in and designed to help make this epidemic more visible and, and for doctors and people to come up with a cure or to recognize that AIDS and HIV was was detrimental to a community and, and they needed to be helped. You may see the use of the Greek letter lambda, which looks like an A without the uh, line through the middle of it. This was primarily used by the Gay Activist Alliance in the 1970s. So you may hear some Greek organizations use lambda, especially if they are related to the LGBTQ plus community, but mostly it was used for that alliance in the 70s. There are other symbols you may see in early LGBT plus activism, but the first really most visible one and international one was the rainbow flag designed by Lynn Sergenblom, otherwise known as Fairy Argyle Rainbow. And yes, she did change her name to that uh, during this time. Now, there is a little bit of an argument to who actually designed the rainbow flag, this initial rainbow flag that was recognized internationally. Some people say that and some research actually says that Gilbert Baker was the one who designed the rainbow flag and that's actually incorrect. Gilbert Baker was of course a good friend of Harvey Milk in California. However, he was more of a promotional person so he was able to get the rainbow flag and promote it to get it internationally known. However, of course, again, Fairy Rainbow or Lynn Sergenblom was the person who actually designed the flag, along with a team of others who helped create it. If you would like to read the whole story behind this flag, I did link it and I did read it. It's quite a long interview specifically with Rainbow. 
uh, about the flag and about the creation of the flag. It's again in the description if you want to go and read it yourself. But she did originally design a an eight-striped flag starting at the top with a very hot pink, red, orange, yellow, green, turquoise, indigo, and violet. Again, this was a huge flag that was featured in 1978 above the San Francisco City Hall. And again, like I said before, the rainbow does have a meaning. All of those colors have a meaning and are associated with the diversity of the community. It has been said that pink is actually a symbol for sex, red is a symbol for life, orange a symbol for healing, yellow a symbol for sunlight, green for nature, turquoise for art or magic, indigo for harmony, and violet for spirit. The six-color flag that you see today was designed for mass production after Gilbert Baker was able to get this flag internationally known. Mass production started to take place, and they decided it was too hard to make the H-stripe or it would cost more money, so they dropped both the hot pink and the turquoise. So now what we see today is the red, orange, yellow, green, indigo, and violet. In 2017, so it's a big, big difference between 1978 and 2017 in Philadelphia, two more stripes were added to be more inclusive for people of color. So if you've ever actually seen an eight-stripe flag and you wondered what that was about, usually it goes from black, brown, red, orange, yellow, green, indigo violet that's actually was built to be in a more inclusive flag for people of color and as i mentioned before each color does have a meaning so the black stripe besides referencing um the people of color represents diversity and the brown stripe is supposed to represent inclusivity and then of course the red orange yellow green indigo and violet mean all the same things that it originally was supposed to mean as well and just a year after that flag, the inclusive flag in Philadelphia was created, artist Daniel Kassar introduced the progressive pride flag. So that's another iteration of the rainbow flag that includes the black and brown stripes, but makes the addition of baby blue, baby pink, and white. And you'll recognize this flag by the traditional red to violet top to bottom with an addition of a triangle formation on the left side that goes from white to pink to blue to brown to black. By adding the pink, blue, and white, the LGBT plus community became more public with the acknowledgement of transgender individuals as an integral part of the movement. The popularity of the progressive flag has, of course, skyrocketed, um, but that was mostly following the George Floyd protests and re-sparked social movements that happened during 2020. Now that we've talked about the rainbow flag, which is, of course, a very generalized and umbrella flag, that's something that almost denotes the LGBT community as a whole, it's time to get to those more specific flags. Maybe the ones you're like, I've seen those around, but I'm really, really not sure what they mean. Uh, disclaimer, of course, I will not be able to go over every single flag. I I'm sorry, there's just too many. However, I will be going over the meanings behind the most visible flags and colors that you see on, on a regular basis during Pride Month. We'll start with the first few letters of the acronym LGBTQ and then go from there. Again, if you'd like to visually follow along, I labeled and linked all the flags in the description below. First up is the newest lesbian flag. This is a seven-stripe flag with almost an ombre effect 
from the top color being a deep orange to white and then to hot pink. The creator of this flag was actually a Tumblr blogger named Emily Gwen, who designed it in 2018 with the meanings as follows from top to bottom. Dark orange for gender nonconformity, orange for independence, light orange for community, white for unique relationships to womanhood, pink for serenity, and dusty pink for love and sex, and dark rose for femininity. There are some versions of this flag that you'll see um, following that same ombre trend with seven stripes, but the stripes will start with hot pink, then go to white, then to a deep red. Some other iterations of this flag will also have a lipstick kiss on the right corner. This version is often considered the lipstick lesbian flag, so the more feminine presenting lesbians will tend to use this flag, but of course it is just also the general lesbian flag. Next up is the gay men flag. While the rainbow flag is often associated with this group, uh, of course a lot of gay men have claimed it, it is used as an umbrella flag um, than the more specific flag. The gay men flag has the same ombre effect that the lesbian flag did with seven stripes, but the colors are kind of on the opposite end of the color spectrum. It's a very cool feeling flag using from top to bottom, dark green, turquoise, mint green, white, dusty blue, indigo, and navy. This is a lesser known flag and really not often utilized at this point, but it has been made to be more inclusive to all gay men, those who are transgender, intersex, and gender non-conforming. Moving on to the B in LGBTQ, the bisexual flag is known for having those three stripes, going from the top thick rectangle of pink to a thinner stripe of purple to again a thick rectangle of blue. The first time this flag was unveiled was in December of 1998 and was designed by Michael Page. As most flags were made to do, Page designed this flag to increase the visibility of bisexual individuals in the community. For this flag, we do need to dive into the multiple meanings of bisexuality. So there are two main definitions people assign to the orientation. The first came about with the original coining of the term, especially before a greater understanding of gender identity happened. That meaning is just attraction to both binary women and binary men. The second meaning has become a little bit more popular, and that is being attracted to two genders, bi meaning two, and of course sexual relating to sexual attraction. So the same gender attraction and opposite gender attraction, or even two opposite gender attractions. For example, if you identify as a woman who likes both men and non-binary individuals, then you can be considered bisexual because of two sexual orientations, because you are attracted to two genders, essentially. Understanding that, I'll give you the meaning behind the colors of the flag. The broad pink stripe represents a same gender attraction. The bottom blue stripe represents opposite gender attraction. And the purple band represents the attraction or overlap of both genders. Next up is the transgender flag, which we got a little peek of when talking about the progressive rainbow flag. This flag is distinguished by having five stripes with only three colors. From top to bottom, it goes baby blue, baby pink, white, baby pink, and baby blue. 
Monica Helms, a transgender woman activist and veteran, created this flag design, which was first showcased in 2000 in Phoenix, Arizona's Pride Parade. The traditional powder blue given to babies' boys represents binary trans men. The traditional like pale pink that's given to baby girls represents binary trans women. And the white stripe in the middle is designed for those who are currently in transition, meaning they're changing over their name, they're changing over their hormones, or they're just changing their presentation, what they wear and how they are presented to people. Or it could also represent those who don't fit the binary. Let's move on to two additional flags that involve gender the gender queer flag, and the non-binary flag. The gender queer flag is distinguished by three equally sized stripes going from purple, white, to green at the bottom. It was created in 2011 by Marlon Roxy, artist and photographer. They designed the colors to mean purple for androgyny, white for agender identities, which means completely without gender, whereas gender fluid or non-binary individuals feel they might fall on the binary. And the green represents non-binary individuals. The specifically non-binary flag was created in 2014 by 17-year-old Kai Rowan. You'll recognize this flag as having four horizontal stripes going from yellow, white, purple to black at the bottom. Rowan created this flag because they felt that the genderqueer flag maybe misrepresented or didn't quite fit the non-binary people. In this flag, yellow represents gender outside of the binary, male versus female. White symbolizes all genders together. Purple for folks who feel they're both male and female. And then the black stripe meaning without gender at all. Now we'll focus on the I and LGBTQIA, which is intersex. There is some debate in the community for folks who feel intersex individuals don't belong in the acronym. However, as a minority group that often gets erased by society, I think they deserve attention and visibility of a flag. The official intersex flag is recognized by mostly yellow with only a purple ring in the middle. It was created by the Intersex International Australia organization in 2013 as a way to support and celebrate intersex individuals. Those colors were chosen as the most androgynous colors, the yellow recognizing the non-binary nature of many intersex people and the ring representing a wholeness. The Intersex International Australia organization really wanted this flag to symbolize bodily autonomy and genital integrity. Many of this group strive for that sort of thing as uh, many get that taken away as young children and babies. Its focus is to break the stigma or taboo of being intersex and really the need to have any uh, binary affirming surgeries. Now we're at the letter A for asexual and aromantic. Both of these terms have flags separate from each other. A quick overview of what they mean. Asexual means being without sexual orientation or sexual attraction, so people who don't experience sexual attraction. One thing to note, asexual is an umbrella term that has other terms in it, um, like gray ace, demisexual, uh, and there's a few more, but you'll have to go back and listen to words behind the letters to hear about those. Aromantic has a similar meaning, but 
with romantic connections. So someone who cannot have a romantic connection with another person, but maybe have a sexual relationship with them. The ace flag, or uh, for asexual, is recognized by four stripes, starting with black, gray, white, and purple at the bottom. Those are meant to symbolize asexuality, gray ace, non-asexual partners or allies, and community, respectively. The Aero flag, or aromantic flag, is actually similar to the trans flag in that it has five stripes, but the colors run from a dark green, light green, white, gray, to black at the bottom. The main color of green is actually meant to be recognized as life without romantic attraction. In this last section of flags, we'll talk about what other recognizable flags there are, ones you might have seen flown around or, or used on merchandise but maybe don't know what they are. We'll start with the pansexual flag. Just a quick reminder that pansexual means being attracted to many or all genders or attraction regardless of biological sex. This flag is one of the brighter flags first coming to the internet in 2010 featuring hot pink, bright yellow, and aqua blue at the bottom. The pink represents women, the yellow represents non-binary and gender non-conforming folks, and the blue represents men. Another flag you might see is mostly black and white striped and with what looks like a capital letter A that's a rainbow in the middle. And this actually symbolizes allies and allyship. It is a highly debated flag, of course, because it recognizes allies who are not technically in the LGBT community. But there is a flag, of course, represents that friendship and advocacy for the community. If you've ever seen a flag with blue, red, and black, and maybe even a pie symbol in the middle of it, this represents polyamorous people. So people who have relationships and can love outside of just a singular other person. So people who can have multiple romantic or sexual or both relationships with other people. Of course, there are many more flags that I didn't bring up at all. If I didn't mention one that you've seen and you want to know more about those flags, be sure to check my links below for additional resources or you can message me at the Planet 100.7 on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. That's the radio station we're based out of. Be sure to check back every other Tuesday at 5 p.m. for new uploads, folks. I've got a few topics planned out already that I'm excited about, stuff about learning disabilities, the idea behind consent, and I might even get an interview with one of the coordinators of Stephenville's small town pride event. All of those to come soon, folks, but for now, be safe out there and take care. Tarleton Radio Network podcast with production from me, Taylor Welch, and me, Brianna Blanks. Find more great shows by searching Tarleton Radio Network wherever you get your podcasts.